The following is intended for entertainment only. No gambling takes place on this website. From his luxurious home studio overlooking Mountain Creek Lake in beautiful Dallas, Texas, it's Under the Table with Jason Ryan. Welcome into episode 17 of Under the Table. I am Jason Ryan. Today, we have light action in the major sports that people care about. So I'm going to switch things up and have a different kind of show. A one-time deal simply because of the amount of information that is provided to me. Don't worry. For the thousands that listen locally and the millions that listen globally, I will continue the content that you, the fan, thirst for. So let's begin with your two stories. Two stories from the sports world. A warrant has been issued for the arrest of Seattle Seahawks defensive end Alden Smith for an alleged second-degree battery that occurred in the New Orleans area on Saturday evening. St. Bernard Parish District Attorney Perry Nicosia confirmed. Nicosia said that Smith allegedly choked the victim unconscious during a confrontation that began inside a coffeehouse in Chalmette, Louisiana, and that the warrant was signed by the court a day later. The alleged incident rises to a second-degree battery because the victim was rendered unconscious, according to Nicosia. He said the victim was taken to a hospital but did not have to stay overnight. New Orleans television station WDSU was first to report that Smith was wanted for the incident, adding that some of the incident was believed to be captured on video. Nikosha said he was not sure how much was captured on video. The Cincinnati Bengals unveiled a new uniform today, and no one cared. Moving on to history lessons. This day in sports history, I'm leaving. I gotta be honest, today's day in sports history looks damned boring. A lot of Boston Marathon winners and other shit that no one will care about, but here I go. In 1928, the Yanks are out of first place for the first time since 1926. In 1946, the Yankees switched from third base to the first base dugout. In 1947, Sue Yon Buck wins world record marathon in 2 hours, 25 minutes, and 39 seconds. Some young buck. <clears throat> in 1960, Baseball uniforms begin displaying players' names on their backs. In 1982, Rosie Ruiz, marathon race cheater, arrested for forgery. In 1991, a two-eared Evander Holyfield beats George Foreman in 12 rounds for the heavyweight boxing title. In 1996, the Texas Rangers score 16 in the eighth inning against the Orioles. See, I told you it was boring. And under the table, special report. Let's move on to a story that's pretty close to me because I know a few fans of English soccer that are rightfully upset, but on the other side of the coin, need to understand that professional sports is a business. No one cares about your feelings. Today in Paris, 12 major football clubs announced a new European Super League, breaking away from UEFA Champions League and prompting an angry response from fans, politicians, and their domestic leagues. 12 heavyweights from England, Spain, and Italy have agreed to establish a new competition, the Super League. Governed by its founding clubs, this challenges the supremacy of Europe's top clubs competition, the UEFA-run Champions League. Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United, and Tottenham Hotspur are the English clubs involved. Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, Barcelona, and Real Madrid are the Spanish teams. And the Italian sides are AC Milan, Inter Milan, and Juventus. The teams have 99 European titles between them. 
Three more teams are expected to join as founding clubs. Guaranteed participation each year with another five qualifying annually, making it a 20-team competition. Games will be midweek, ruling teams out of the Champions League, but leaving them free for domestic fixtures. The inaugural edition will take place, quote, as soon as practicable, the announcement said. With an August start, it will feature two groups of 10 playing home and away, and the top three qualifying for the quarterfinals. The fourth and fifth place teams will play off for the remaining quarterfinal spots. The quarter and semifinals will be played over two legs, and the final is a single game at a neutral venue. There is also plans for a women's version. Here's why this happened for those that don't know. Money. Europe's top clubs have long agitated for the income that guaranteed annual competition against their fellow powers would bring. Currently, they have to qualify for the Champions League by placing high in their domestic competitions and then make it through the season-long tournament to reach the high-profile ladder stages. The clubs, saddled with big debts and huge wages for their star players, say the COVID-19 pandemic has, quote, accelerated the instability in the existing European football economic model, end quote. The Super League will bring them far more than the Champions League. The founding clubs are expected to receive more than 10 billion pounds, European, Euros, whatever, it's 12 billion US, in uncapped solidarity payments during their initial commitment period. They will also receive 3.5 billion euros for infrastructure investment and to offset their losses from the pandemic. By comparison, UEFA competitions generated 3.2 billion euros in TV earnings in the pre-pandemic 2018-2019 season. The condemnation was widespread and swift. European football's governing body UEFA and English, Spanish and Italian football authorities issued a joint statement threatening to ban participating clubs from any other competition at domestic, European, or world level. Players could even be barred from their national teams, which is not going to freaking happen. World Body FIFA said it, quote, can only express its disapproval about a competition, quote, outside of the international football structures, end quote. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson said the plans were very damaging for football and would strike at the heart of the domestic game. French President Emmanuel Macron, I think that's how you pronounce that, praised French clubs for not taking part. Of course. Fans were also incensed, to say the least, with the Chelsea and Tottenham Supporters Trust calling it a betrayal, and the Arsenal Supporters Trust saying it was the death of Arsenal as a sport boarding institution. Former Manchester United defender Gary Neville, now a TV pundit, <coughs> said he was disgusted and called the Super League an absolute disgrace. Southampton manager Ralph, Ralph, Ralph Hasenhuttle described the plan as absolutely unacceptable. In a purely business sense, the plan has its merits. It's similar to the American model where sports teams compete every year without having to qualify or face relegation, giving certainty to investors and sponsors. It's probably no coincidence that according to reports, the American-owned English clubs were key instigators. I think. The timing of the announcement is also worth noting. UEFA are due to announce a major overhaul for the Champions League on Monday. 
expanding it to 36 teams with a new format and a sharp rise in the number of games. It's possible that the Super League is a negotiating tactic designed to win greater concessions and a bigger say for the major clubs. However, according to a source, quote, usually the threat of a Super League is a bargain chip and about leverage, but this is the furthest it's ever gone by considerable distance. Fans are pissed. I get it. I don't hold a candle one way or the other. I understand both sides of the conflict. On one side, you have the blue-collar English fan who grew up watching Manchester City and spent hard-earned money on a jersey or even a jacket that was proudly worn by generations of fans. I've seen it firsthand, the dedication, the knowledge of players, the tactics used by coaches. I've even seen fans get pissed at officials and call them by their first name. I get it. These clubs were built on the backs of citizens who supported the club in trying times, and football was an escape from life. For 90 minutes, you become the goalie or the attacker or the defenseman. You inhaled the same breath, if for only a moment, but you were there. You loved them. On the other hand, you have corporate greed, where nothing else matters but money in the bottom line. In these times of uncertainty, the ability to capture a steady revenue stream is the utmost importance to the club owners and the like. Not one of these groups care about fans. Welcome to 2021 in a pandemic era. Either continue to watch or get the fuck off the bus and watch college sports where even they care about revenue. If you live in this world thinking that any owner, team, or player care about your feelings and how much you spend on their gear, you're mistaken. This is all about money. Those are facts. Go to the show's Twitter for tonight's healthy MLB and NHL picks. That's it for me, folks. I'm going to go online and buy a Kevin De Bruyne jersey. Good night and good luck. Follow Jason Ryan and Under the Table on Twitter at Jason Ryan Radio and Under the Table DS. Follow DSP Media at DSP Media Online. The proceeding was intended for entertainment only. No gambling takes place on this website. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.